You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our current sponsors, uh, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. As you well know, if you've been following This Is Oklahoma, they've been a huge part of this podcast. So this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This Is Oklahoma. Mike and here, your host. Back with another episode down at the Bedford studio today to talk about movies. Um, obviously, if you've been living in Oklahoma, you know about the movie business. You know it's coming here, or it is here. And, yeah, I mean, if you don't, you've probably been living under a rock. But my guests today are here to talk about the movie business and the movie that they are making. It's a horror movie. Uh, gents, apologize. I hate horror movies, so it's unlikely that I will watch it because I'm, I'm like a little girl when it comes to that. If I go to watch a horror movie, I'm tucked behind my knees, like scared. I think, I mean, the, this isn't a horror movie, but I got scared watching The Mummy when I was a kid. Like jumpy stuff, and I watched Signs once, and it horrified me. And then I've watched it a couple of times because it's on my wife's birthday and we have to go watch it. And that's the only horror movie I'll ever watch because my wife drags me to the cinema. Anyway, so uh, that's that. Well, um, please drag him to the art premiere. <laughs> I'll come to the premiere for sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll take photos on the on the red carpet and come and hang out and uh, an excuse to dress up and wear a little velvet. But uh, before we dive into that stuff, please... We'll in- individually introduce yourselves and and i guess tell us a little bit about kind of like your oklahoma story as well and 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 then we'll go from there whoever wants to go first all right well i'm lucas stanfield uh i played tim in the movie and i grew up in oklahoma norman oklahoma to be specific and i wrestled and honestly i just got into acting about a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. and just been hitting it hard after that uh, my name is Terrence. I have lived in Oklahoma all my life, born and raised in Midwest City, moved to Oklahoma City for college, and have lived here ever since. Uh, always loved horror movies, um, even as a child, unlike some people in this room. Um, and I just always have a, a passion. I always wanted to be in a horror movie. Never thought I would act in a horror movie, but, um, you know, it was, it's been a great experience. Yeah. Uh, hi there, everybody. My name is Isaiah J. Williams. Yes, I have to put the J in there because it's the website that I'm paying for. <laughs> um, I'm born and raised in Oklahoma City. Uh, I've lived here most of my life. I moved to Chicago for a year. I lived in Louisville, Kentucky for about nine months, eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, I majored in theater in college. Um, I haven't done much film work. I'm, uh, I'm very much a stage actor. Uh, but this has been just a fun time. I also... I will not say I've always liked horror movies. That's not the truth. I've always been fascinated by the idea of being scared. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would watch those like haunted travel shows. And then I think I really just kind of fell into my love of horror movies in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Like, I mean, it's just like anything, right? You just like, if you find a passion doing something, you just dive into it. And then you sense like, for me, like I, we sense that kind of adrenaline rush, don't we? For you, it's clearly trying to watch very scary movies. For me, it's definitely not. Uh, but some people jump out of planes and some people race cars, whatever it is. But um, 
Lucas, go back a little bit. So you grew up in Norman. Tell me about high, tell me about like high school and wrestling and stuff. Well, I wrestled at Norman High School. I started wrestling when I was four, mm-hmm. so put in fifteen years or so, and yeah, just really hit pretty on. intense. Yeah, and that's where my adrenaline comes from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Not we, like y'all in the scary movies. Like, I'm not really a scary movie person. I get terrified. Yeah. Just like you. And, yeah, I'm more of a comedy kind of guy. Yeah. So you said you were only taking the acting really recently. Yeah. What kind of drew you into that? And kind of, I guess before you chose acting, where where were you, I mean, where, where did you think your career was going to go before that? I still plan on getting on the on the fire department okay. somewhere. And Yeah. But... I just started out wanting to get out of shyness because I'm extremely shy, and mm-hmm. I just want to get better at my communication skills. And yeah, just you should start a podcast. That's what happened to me. I was <laughs> terrible at it, and now I get to talk to people, and it's I'm telling you, it helps a hundred percent. Well, that's really cool. Hopefully, you get to get on the fire department. I know it's not easy to do, uh, but hopefully, you know, you get in and and. I mean, power to you. It's a great profession to be in. And, you know, there's, there's special people want to be firemen because, again, I do not want to run into a burning building, but <laughs> you're a special person for doing it, and I'm sure you'll get in. So uh, I'd love to hear more about that when you get in. But the acting side of things, it makes sense, like kind of pushing the boundaries and, and kind of taking a risk, right? And kind of just, you know, a lot of people who, you know, people might listen to this and, and have a child or be a little bit shy themselves and think, they kind of embrace that shyness, right? But yeah. you know, you're you're kind of opening the door and pushing the boat out and thinking, you know what, I'm I'm gonna put myself in an uncomfortable situation yes. and I can't think of a more uncomfortable situation <laughs> yes. than acting on stage you know, on stage or on camera. So that that's uh, that's that's awesome. Uh Terrence, obviously you said you didn't think you'd be acting. Um people listening, watching obviously know you for Oklahoma City Young Professionals and, and craft communications and stuff like that. Um tell me about this and how this came about, like being in a movie. Just like Lucas, um, I'm incredibly introverted myself, so it takes a lot of energy to be extroverted. Mm -hmm. So um, last year during the pandemic, I found myself really being withdrawn, um, you know, just because we had to isolate for a long extended period of time. Um, I just got a little bit comfortable um, with that. And then once, you know, the restriction starts being lifted and people start going out, I realize, okay, I need to do something a little bit out there to... to (laughs) not hide anymore. So um, Isaiah and I were talking about we should make a movie. Like, it's a perfect time. Like, you know, it's, it's 50 years ago, it probably would have been impossible with, you know, no money to make a movie. But now with state-of-the-art iPhones and great cheap audio equipment, you can pretty much do anything. So um, that's kind of what came about that was just making a movie just because we wanted to have some fun kind of restore us in our art you know he's an actor Mm -hmm. i'm a videographer so we wanted to do something that kind of reignited our passions after you know being locked away for a few months um i had no intention of acting in the film so we originally started filming the movie in march and uh, we finished it and then in a freak accident the, the footage got lost oh no so um that was really hard for all the cast and crew and so we were like, well, what do we want to do? Do we want to just make it, you know, start over? And then I think um, Lucas and Isaiah both had really good ideas of how about we just make a movie about the movie, have have the actors be real life people, yeah, and start there. So that is why the film is called the Unattended Sequel, and that is how I got to be acting in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Unintentionally. Unintentionally. Unintentionally, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I can't imagine the heartbreak going through with all the hard work you put in and the footage that you just like, guys, it's it's gone. Who had to who? I mean, who told you that? Who had to make that phone call? It was actually our DP, director of photography. Uh, he actually had to make that phone call to me. Oh, that's yeah, it's not a phone call I ever want to make. But hey, we wouldn't have this situation right now, and I'm no, sure like no. it's it probably comes across more natural now. Yeah, right? like you're just like hey, we're just talking about like yeah the however long we just spent making a movie, and now yeah. it's like oh now like I said, it's more natural. You're not probably better for the actors to just hey, we have to talk about an experience that we've had, not try and think or try and create an experience that we haven't yeah. had yet. So it's a that's, in disguise. that's awesome. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, it was. It really is. And you get to spend more time together. We actually became really good friends, yeah. And yeah. prove on everything we made a mistake on, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and joke about it, right? We'll talk yes, about it in, yes. the, in the new movie. <laughs> yeah. Isaiah, obviously, you're the one that kind of comes from a full acting background growing up. Um, where's that first kind of memory of you wanting to be an actor growing up? Are you, like, just singing in front of your family, and, you know, while they're trying to watch football or whatever? Like, where does that come around? Very much so that. Yeah? <laughs> um, I started doing stage stuff when I was in second grade. Okay. Um, was, you know, summer camps, like, my mom's trying to get me out of the house. She was like, here, go do this. And I was like, okay, great. And yeah. found out this is, a lot of, this is a lot of fun. And then uh, I was in middle school. And I saw a production of Rapunzel mm -hmm. done at a community center, and I was like, oh my God, this was the best time I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Let me go join this class. Eerily enough, that's where I work right now. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it was my junior year of high school that I was like, okay, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. uh, I was in a production of The Color Purple um, at Poteet Theater. Um, and I remember I walked off stage after one of the songs, and I was like, oh my God. I think this is it. Mm -hmm. I think that this is the thing that makes sense to me the most in my life. And I have to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... Yes, I don't know what else I was going to say, but right. yeah. What What is... I mean, now I'm sure it's a lot different. There's a lot more acting opportunities, classes, workshops. What was it like when you were doing it compared to what it is now? Like, when you're growing up in high school or whatever, and you're like, hey, mm -hmm. I want to go act, and... Most people like Oklahoma acting, really, right? I mean, I know Matt, Payne, and Rachel, like they kind of spoke about going to OCCC and, and um, uh, Gray Fredrickson was teaching in class there, but now I'm sure there's more opportunities. Mm -hmm. When you make that decision to like, this is for me, then you obviously deep dive in and think, I'm going to take every class I can. What was that like? I really didn't take a lot of classes growing up. Okay. I did a lot of like school, like high school drama. I did that uh -huh. pretty much all four years of my high school career. Um, I just found myself doing a lot of more community theater mm -hmm. and just like learning, basically learning on the job, yeah, basically. Yeah. And I don't know. I guess I've I've always kind of had this in me. I guess like when you're a theater kid, you're a theater kid. <laughs> yeah. And theater kids have a certain way of like you know living. Um, and I guess I just kind of fell into it in that way. Mm -hmm. Do you ever go to any of the OKC improv stuff? I've gone one time that I okay. can remember. I auditioned for them. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I worked with their former artistic director in a cabaret once. Mm -hmm. um, they're so fun. Yeah. They're just that's so kinda, freaking I, I, fun. That, like, talking to Lucas, what you mentioned about being shy and jumping into the deep end, like, that to me is, like, fire. Like, I'm like... <laughs> Okay, if I'm gonna go do that. Like that's that's pretty freaking scary stuff. But just because if you're naturally introverted, right, you're gonna put yourself in a room and try and like it's like that scene from the movie Fame, right, where they're like yes. loosen up and it's just, <laughs> just like I don't know what to do with my head or whatever. Uh, that's kind of me. Like I just like I find it hard to. I think in probably 
naturally like we're all kind of introverted a little bit anyway um but that's so funny yeah that never goes away never goes away <laughs> you just get i still have no idea what to do with my hands right now even <laughs> in this moment you all may not be able to see it but i'm literally like what do i do what with do my i do <laughs> <laughs> uh you mentioned going to chicago what time is that tell me about that uh i moved to chicago in 2018 i was there 2018 2019 okay and really it was just to continue to further my theater theater career yeah and learn where the theater's out there it was the time of my life, I will say. Hard time, because I have never, like, no one in my family has ever done, like, the arts gotcha. full, fully. Yeah. And so move, moving to another state as an artist was strange. I, I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. As well as I thought I did. And so, um, had a great time. Did 10 shows in total. Um, I worked mostly as a designer and a director. Okay. Uh, I think I performed in one show that was a lot of fun, and then the company brought me back to direct, and they brought me back again, actually, to do a reading. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it's a lot of, like, making friends and a lot of, like, you do, it seems, it may be, like, there's, in Chicago, there's a community of storefront theaters. Essentially, what it sounds like. Yeah. Basically, theaters are stuck inside of stores, stuck inside of old buildings and things like that. Um and while that community may seem very, very small, like it's, it's, it may seem very, very small time, mm-hmm. Storefront Theater is probably the best one I've ever had. Okay. It's just a lot of, like, it's camaraderie. You know that you're probably not going to be paid very much, mm-hmm. but your commitment to each other, your commitment to the show is the thing that, like, tr- that trumps everything. Gotcha. And that's what makes it so enjoyable. Yeah. And then you have a great experience and decide to come back to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Did you come back to Oklahoma because you knew the movie business was kind of blowing up here, or did you just think that, oh, it's just my time and, and I need to go and actually make some money? I wish. <laughs> and not spend $4,000 a month on rent, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's a funny story. I was paying seven fifty in rent, and uh, my apartment was the size of this table. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was a time. Um, but actually, I had moved to Louisville, Kentucky before I moved home. Okay. I was participating in um, an apprenticeship at the Actors Theater of Louisville. Uh-huh. And it was right at the height of, we just opened our, because every year they do um, this thing called the Humana Festival of New American Plays. Uh-huh. We just opened our apprenticeship play that, uh, the first day of March, March 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time March 20th hit, Louisville had shut down. Right. For the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I packed up my entire apartment in about a day and a half and fled <laughs> back here. Yeah. <laughs> Come on back. Come on home. Uh, so tell us about this movie then. Um, obviously, before you lose all the footage and it ends up being the sequel... Where are you starting? Who writes the story? Like, dive into it. We, you know, I want to know as much as you want to tell me, other than who is the killer, obviously. Who wants to go first? Sure, I can <laughs> go first. Um, this actually began, eerily enough, as a play. Okay. We started to write a two-hander play um, called The Lake, mm-hmm. about a couple who go on a weekend retreat to a cabin. Um, it's, a, it's a mixed-race couple, and how they're having to deal with their own biases and insecurities when it comes to being in that kind of relationship. Um, and then it morphed into a movie. And then... I'm trying to think of what else... I'm missing something in the middle of here, but before we get to the, the unintended sequel, or excuse me, the, the house that Eve built. Um, we took it from a, from a cabin on the lake to a house. Okay. A couple of moving brand new house. Same sort of issues. How we... Uh, it talks about how we express our biases or how we don't express our biases or how we kind of live through things with blinders on yeah, yeah. just to get through them. Um, 
And then it was at that point that the footage disappeared. <laughs> and so uh, Terrence had to go back to the drawing board. We all had to go back to the drawing board and kind of figure out what was going to happen next. Yeah. And Terrence came up with this idea of this new movie, newish movie, right? That stems from the work that we did for the first two movies, technically. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where Where does I guess where does Donovan fit in? Because I know you mentioned obviously previous podcast guests, Donovan Farrow is clearly part of the movie. Which I didn't know until today. <laughs> Surprising. Surprising, um, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like you then. He, everyone he clearly else doesn't like <laughs> I'm just yeah. um, Thanks, Donovan. I appreciate it. Donovan is the director. He's also, he stars in the movie as well. Okay. And he came on board when uh, we were going to actually first film the house that Eve built. Okay. So to what Isaiah was saying, um, we had to change locations because, you know, there's not many cabins by lakes here in Oklahoma. <laughs> um, and if, if there were, there there were too many other cabins close by for just different aerial shots. So we really needed some, some inclusion. So um, we really wanted to film it in Oklahoma, but most of the cabin by the lakes that we were looking for was in Arkansas and Kansas. So we felt like, well, let's just change it from the lake and make it a house. Let's say they moved to a brand new house. So that's where we came up with the house that Eve built. And, um, and so we did go back in May and shoot some additional scenes as we were still hoping that the footage could be still savage from what we filmed in um, March. Mm-hmm. So that's where I came on. So originally it was uh, just Alicia and Justin that played Sam and Scott in March. They were the only two main characters. And um, it was a horror movie because um, I want to say the best examples like the Amityville horror, mm-hmm. kind of what they were going through, what the house was doing to them, kind of exposing like like Isaiah's some of their biases. So anyway, um, we wrapped up on that Friday and then realized maybe we need to film some additional scenes. So um, we were like, well, we need to have another character. And so I'm like, well, I'll do it. I won't get paid, so I'll do it. Yeah. So in May, we came back, filmed some additional scenes with Alex. Isaiah played the ghost. It was probably just the footage we got was superb. It was amazing stuff. And then we found out that we could not, you know, at all recover the footage we lost in March. So we didn't know what we were going to do because um, we got all this great footage in May, but we need the footage for March to actually make the movie. So... Um, we were like, well, we should make a short film. Let's just make this short film. Let's give it out, you know, to the people and and see what see what happens. Donovan and I were talking about, um, well, we need to make an actual movie. Like, what can we do? Do we should we film more parts in it? I'm like, no, I can't do that to Alicia and Justin. They spent so much time. You know, we can't. You know, Justin's now with you know SAG. Um, Alicia's busy, so it's like the scheduling that we film is not. It's not. I think that not be possible. So, I was like, well, how about we just make a direct sequel to the movie then? Yeah. Like, so one of my favorite horror movies is uh, Scream, just because it's very, like, tongue-in-cheek, and, you know, it's it, you know, it's a you take on... You can see what's happening. Exactly. know what's coming, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then one of my favorite meta-horror movies is Wes Craven's New Nightmare, where um, Heather Langenkamp, who plays the original Nancy Thompson, um, she's her living her life as Heather Langenkamp, the real character, the real person, but Freddy comes back to life in the real world, attacking the actors and the director was Craven in the movie. So that's that was the inspiration for this film. Yeah. Is what happens if we unleash this evil that was in House that Eve built on the cast and crew? Let's make a meta, meta horror movie. Gotcha. So it's kind of like Docky style, like Get Out was, but it's still a great horror movie. It's a fun time. So yeah, and. Um, that's how the unintentional sequel came about. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome that, like, obviously, this came from you know from 
basically 2020 and everyone wanted to throw a project together so we can get out get out of our shell hang out a little bit and now it's become a two-year process that's just become or a one-year process that's become like so much fun and you have so many stories about it and so much more connection with the cast and, and production and everybody it's a lot more than just a movie isn't it oh it's it's a, it's definitely more than a movie i would say it's a uh I never wanted kids, but it's a kid. It's one year old now. It's one year old. It's yeah, it's uh, it's it's been an amazing. I think I think why we are still so connected to it and why we love it as much as we do is because you know it's a part of us now. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is something that brought us mm-hmm. together. You know, I was in a fraternity and we've gone through a lot of stuff, and that's why I have lifelong brothers and I have a lifelong connection to the cast and crew of this film, and mm-hmm. which is what what it's about. I mean. Th- before the house that Eve built, which is still a short film, we're going to premiere it along with this film, give people context. Yeah, um, you know that movie was just about you know exposing your truth and your biases and how sometimes we don't really say what we really want to say. But this movie is a, a huge take on talent and how some people who have really God-given talent just sit there and waste it away, mm-hmm. you know, do nothing. Why people who are just mediocre at best are fighting just to have a little bit of that talent. Right. So you have like this rivalry that goes on within this friend group over, you know, who's the star, who's not the star, and what someone's willing to do to become the star. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I mean we see that in all areas of life, right? You you know, you you play sports against someone who's not naturally talented, but they're better at they they're better because they work extremely hard yes. than someone who's naturally gifted mm-hmm. doesn't realise how gifted they are and lacks the effort then, don't yeah. they? And it's kind of heartbreaking to see. I'm sure for some dads and coaches out there it's even <laughs> worse, which we don't have to talk about that because I'm sure there's people listening who've had plenty of those experiences. Uh, but that's yeah, you're right. That that's really cool to have that kind of point. Uh, about them, you know, to come around from the movie and, and yeah, okay, it's it's a, it's a horror, it's a scary movie, but you know, there's plenty of meaning behind it that ties into, like I said, your biases and, and real world examples, which is nice to have. It's a good message. It People is. need to hear that. It is, especially after 2020. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of us was just very lost. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of my business coaches was telling me that you know our generation is taking this a lot harder because this is the first like huge right crisis has happened mm-hmm. I mean of course September 11th but we mm-hmm. were you know a little too young to underst- understood what's going on so it was a lot and yeah. so I just feel like that we had to for me personally I had to battle with my own demons about you know imposter syndrome and am I good enough you know can my business survive do I have what it takes um, and watch other people just coast on through mm-hmm. um yeah, just just this movie's just about you need to compare yourself. Right. Yeah, and then obviously for you guys, like I mean, you know, like uh, for you, Isaiah, like not being able to go on stage during this time, right, and kind of express and and be yourself and stress relief, whatever it is. Like they said, everyone was kind of stuck at home, doing nothing, right? Sadly, scrolling till the end of the, you know, trying to find the bottom of the internet on our phones, watching yeah. Netflix all week. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not mentally good for anyone. So I'm sure for you, like not being on stage or not acting around friends and that must have been tough too oh yeah (laughs) um i was very very sad for a very very long time yeah and i mean like i was not myself Mm -hmm. for about eight months yeah it's i mean it's 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 really tough kind of you know like talking about it like going and and going back through like the the period right what we were doing what you know because there's a reason that we want to get out. There's a reason we love doing what we do. You know, like, thankfully I was able to play golf, which is nice, but, you know, there's other, you know, I can't 
for me, like I couldn't go and do my job basically and network and hang out, which is a lot of what you guys do. Mm-hmm. And it's it is hard to talk about it. And I think as men, just in general, we don't like to talk about our feelings, our mental kind of wellness, stuff like that. But no, we just go golf. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> which, which actually makes it worse sometimes, right? Pick the pick the hardest sport in the world uh, to be good at. But no, I think you know, just going forward, it's great to have you guys and, and a group that you have, and, and hopefully other groups can kind of learn from this. Is to hey, like let's all get together, let's figure this out. You know, okay, we lost our footage. Let's make another one, right? And then even if the movie never came out, like you just mentioned, the bond that you have from that is far mm-hmm. more important than than whatever the movie does mm-hmm. which is really cool yeah. and that's why I feel like we create too uh-huh. that that's the purpose of creation is not just the product that you that you make it's the things you find along the way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. when's the movie coming out or both movies uh, so hopefully the uh, first movie the short film will come out in November of this year December mm-hmm. and then the unintended sequel will come out next year spring but we're hoping to have a premiere of the film with our backers and a few of our closest friends and families at the Tower Theater in December. Mm-hmm. So that's also be like kind of a testing audience too. So they'll kind of tell us if which ending they liked, yeah. how they feel about the climax, the, the killer, the hero. So yeah. Uh, after this, then I mean, now that I guess everything is probably in, in editing right now, so you're done all acting, and sadly, you guys. Don't, for now, for now, so waiting on the resh- if we need to reshoot. Okay, anything. yeah, well, Don- I mean, Donovan. <laughs> if you can hear us, <laughs> he's too busy saving saving some bank in Japan from getting billion dollar. He has an amazing team in Aliens. Very yes, team, yes, very yes, amazing. A lot of free time to uh, let us know what the reshoots. Well, where where is where are you guys going from here? Like this is the first project that you guys have worked on together. Like where where is the plan? Where's the future going? Do you want to make more movies? Um, Lucas, obviously. You know, dipping your toe in the movie business, you want to get into it even more. It's kind of stuff like that. Where do you where do you see the future going? It's it's given me a lot of confidence that I can go out there and audition a lot more and mm-hmm. continue educating myself in the acting and film business, whether it be acting or behind the camera. I can continue to grow my knowledge and yeah. anything that I do. So yeah, Terrence, with you not expecting to be in the movie, what do you see yourself trying to get into more movies now? You know, actually, um, I'm auditioning for a play that actually the city of Oklahoma City is doing. So that's my first time ever auditioning for a play. Uh, yeah, I just, I liked it a lot. It's mm-hmm. nice being someone else for a change. Yeah. And and Isaiah, I guess, I mean, this is your career, right? So you hope to be in this for a long time. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what's the next plays that's coming up or projects that you're working on? Well, now that you mention it... <laughs> yeah, time to plug whatever you want. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm directing a production of August Wilson's Gem of the Ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, we opened December 3rd with OKC Parks and Rec. Um, what are the other opportunities for people um, who might be experiencing the same as Lucas had and want to get into acting? And, and like, it seems like that there's an opportunity at this place to come and learn and... and grow or whatever. Absolutely. Um, I hold an adult class every semester. Okay. Um, so feel free to come out. We're doing a musical review next semester. Um, very, very excited about that. It's mm-hmm. all Broadway. It's all yeah. theater kid. Okay, theater, theater. kid. <laughs> <laughs> Where at? at um, Taylor Recreation Center on Southwest 70th and Western. Okay. Do you enjoy the teaching side of things? I do, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I love being on stage. I also love I don't know. I love sharing this art form with people. Okay. I, it's such an important thing, and it's been around for centuries. Yeah. And I don't want to see it die just yet. Makes sense. 
Uh, let me ask you this: If you could make a movie in Oklahoma City, what location would you would you want to shoot at? Don't mm. matter what the movie. Just like there's so many cool buildings in Oklahoma City. Where would you like to get into, or houses? Hmm. That's a great question. Okay, I think I have this. So in Nichols Hills, there's this gigantic white mansion. Mm-hmm. Like it's huge. I would love to. To, I don't know what kind of movie I'd make there, but I would love to just be inside that. I've never seen inside of it before. Yeah. I would love to see the inside of that building and be like, oh, look at all the pretty things. <laughs> look at all the pretty things. Yeah. I, yes. That Is that one. the one off Penn? Yes, Penn and uh, Wilshire. Yeah. yeah. On the left. As you mm-hmm. guys On the left. Very. It looks great at Christmas. Yes. Very they do good. it up so well. Mm-hmm. Great house. Whoever they, whoever you all are. Whoever you are. If you're listening, I'd love to tour it as well. <laughs> I want to see that house. Uh, guys, anything else? Speaking of where I want to film or do anything, and there's a place in Norman. It's the, Griff, the old Griffin Hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm not big on horror stuff again, but it seems just like seems, a perfect fit. It seems like a perfect fit to do something there. Yeah. A little bit about the, more about the movie then. Like obviously, um, Lucas, you said you played Tim in the movie. Yeah. Um, but t- tell me about Tim as a character, and then I guess we'll talk about all your guys' characters as well. Well, Tim. He brings out the comedic relief throughout the whole film, okay. and he's kind of in a shell a little bit. He's He just doesn't care about anything, really. He just wants everybody to be calm and just be cool with each other. He's kind of on the higher side of things mm-hmm. and likes to have fun. Literally, that's that code. Which dispensary sponsored your podcast, your, your movie? <laughs> Yeah. Constantly chasing that high. Constantly, Constantly. chasing that high. Uh, and he has a closer bond with a specific character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sean. Yeah. Shawnee. The Timmy and Shawnee mix up. Yeah. <laughs> Get to know it. And yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Tim definitely brought out a different side of Lucas. Gotcha. For sure. Yeah. Terrence, what about you? What's your character like? Uh, I play Peter. Peter's a. Uh, very successful, very goal-driven um, person, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he's very insecure. Um, he how he has a lot of resentment towards one of the characters, and he feels like he's constant in need to prove himself. Mm-hmm. So he has a I'm trying to think of that right personality disorder, but I can't think of it. So he's he's intense. He's intense. Yeah. Very. Yeah, I play Sean. Uh, he is very much a broken-hearted boy. Um, sort of like, he was very successful playing a certain kind of character. Uh-huh. And he realized one day that like he's tired of that. And in the wake of that, he's not working very much. Uh-huh. And so the depression's hitting, the apartment's a mess. Um, he's just sad often. And then he you know reconnects, reconnects with these folks and tries to find his way back out of it. Uh-huh. Um, but he, it takes him a while to realize how much talent that he has and how to market that and make him believe in the star that he already is. Gotcha. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it, I'm sure it's like, it's, it's sometimes it's tough playing roles, right? And, and part of us, like, like some of the things you mentioned, I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> like, I don't know how I could do that. But talking about the whole movie, right, like the biases and stuff, when you, like, you're playing parts of roles and you might see certain parts of your other of yourself or each other in the roles, it makes it super real then, doesn't it? And it makes those conversations that you have around outside of the movie even more special and better because then we're open, we talk, we grow. 
so I'm sure there's moments during the movie that you're like you know the, the can none of the cameras are rolling but you guys are just having an actual real conversation mm. and making you better persons and back to that connection that bond that you know it's like it's not really about the movie as much but about the people that we're around and the relationships that we build going forward yeah so. i mean um i think everyone on the cast and crew hated peter <laughs> i mean it was very obvious i mean the ad would bring water to everyone and uh-huh. be like not you peter you can get it yourself but you know i'm like i'm playing a character yeah i'm playing a character but it made me think about some of the things that peter does i mean i being peter's you have to watch the movie but you know i i empathize with him at points mm-hmm. i understand i understand him I, I understand him a lot more than I thought I would. And it just made me realize, you know, empathy is very important. Yeah. You have to understand. You may not truly get why people are how they are, but it's not up to you to get it. Yeah. Uh, I guess back to, I guess, movie business in Oklahoma. Were you surprised how easy it was to put this production together, being in Oklahoma? You know, I was actually. Um when we first did this, we limited ourselves on location. That's why we were so fixated on filming in one location, yeah. because we were like permits and this and this and this. But um, in Oklahoma, especially in Oklahoma City, you know, you have to if you want to film. I think it, in a city, mm-hmm. um, like if it's if it's like a city park or a city, whatever, you have to have a permit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can kind of film at any other location that's privately owned. And mm-hmm. so everyone was so willing to let us use like either their restaurant, their mm-hmm. bar. Um, their business office. I mean, just yeah. um, shout out to Spring Green Lawn Care, oh, Alias, yeah. uh, Juniors, a lot of other places that let us use their place. And everyone was just so inviting. Mm-hmm. You know, people would just walk by and ask what we're doing, making a film. And they're like, oh, wait, when it's, it was just, people yeah. were just they're, they're excited. The excitement here is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely a, a kind of a, a vibe now, isn't it? And I hate to use that word too long, too, too much, but it's true. But like the movie business bug, I guess, is now in Oklahoma City, and it's cool to get like that input and and kind of acceptance from the community, right? Because there's sometimes where, you know, you might be doing something or shooting something, and even in your business, you might be shooting a commercial or whatever, and people are just like, oh, you're taking the road is blocked, you're taking up too much time, just want to go get my coffee, right? And now it seems like, oh, that's super cool. Like, tell me more about it and. Hopefully that it continues going forward. And yeah, they're the ones that slowing down traffic. Yeah, mm-hmm. seeing what's going on. Hundred <laughs> percent. So you said November, December, roughly time is coming out. Premiere at the Tower. How can people get into that premiere at the Tower? Um, be a legitimate friend, our family member of the cast or crew. Legitimate. So you have at least six months. Oh no, 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 you don't have. You have two months basically to build a relationship with you guys. <laughs> Starting now. <laughs> Links to everybody's social media pages in the bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're super excited. We just we just got the official film poster today. Mm-hmm. Everything, yeah. y'all. It's it's oh, it's awesome. It's fantastic. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah so um, I guess so. So last thing, and before we get done, there must be some really cool scenes in there. What is your personal favorite scene from the movie? That's that's over there. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I think, and it changes every time I get asked this question. Every time it changes. Um, today, my favorite scene has got to be. Hmm. No, not that one. I think. 
so we t- uh, we did some shooting at uh, Alias Forensics, and there's a scene in the office where we go investigate, you know, trying to find who's been sending, someone's been sending us really, really cryptic messages and really cryptic notes, so we're on a hunt to find this person, and um, Lucas and I share some lines back and forth, we're just like jostling each other down the hallway, like... I don't even know how to describe what the... Can you say the line? We can do that. Okay. Um, I, say I wrote it. Like, We're good. We can do <laughs> I say something like... Uh, you you want to say your line then? Gosh. We should split up, right? Oh, yeah. I say, we should split up, guys. I say something like... Because uh, that's the horror movie trope. Why people don't want to split up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we go off down the hallway. He's like... Don't ever talk to me like that again, Tim. <laughs> like bickering back and forth. And Tim is always mocking Sean, like yeah. no matter what, what the conversation is. And shoot, speaking of mocking, my favorite scene is definitely at Junior's at the bar. Mm-hmm. We have our conversation, and man, it's just so, I don't know, it's a very comforting vibe for I think both of us, and it's very, very open conversation throughout the whole scene. Yeah. And Tim just doesn't care, obviously, and he'll stand up and make Sean uncomfortable no matter what the situation is. Which is probably really funny to watch, because while you're acting, you're probably feeling super comfortable about just acting in general, right? And you're nervous, and you're like, I got to... But then you've got to make him be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's kind of a weird... They switch, yeah. yeah. When filming the movie, they switch. Isaiah's like the bubbly one. Lucas is like kind of the reserved one. But in the movie, it's the opposite. It's the opposite, yeah. which must be really cool to see. And yeah. then, like I said, that's kind of the value that you get from acting, right? Is that yeah. you know that, okay, even though I'm acting as, as Tim, I know that I have this part, as part of myself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is really cool. So that's awesome. Uh, excited! I will watch it uh, now that I've met you guys and, and chatted and connected. I think I'll have to watch it. We um, promise we're nice. I hope that I built a friendship to come to this. Just, to just, come to the to the. Uh, it's just the movie. Just the movie theater. Just the movie. Um, don't don't think I'm that way in real life. <laughs> Me either. Please don't. Say <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucas is like, no, I'm like this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this yeah. is who I want to be. I feel uh, like Lucas is going to have the most people coming up to him at grocery stores and everything else <laughs> yeah. like just because he, he has this he's, he says this line with uh sean because sean reveals something about himself to him and uh i don't think tim understands exactly what this means so he's like dude me too i'm <laughs> blank for you too <laughs> it's, it's, it's like people just come up to you at grocery store really that will happen it will happen yeah it will yeah. happen awesome well gents it's been a pleasure I'm excited to watch it excited to learn more about it excited to find out who the killer is uh, to see uh, Lucas's character Isaiah's character obviously you as well and obviously see the Terrence make I guess your acting debut maybe mm-hmm. yeah see that uh, where can people go to I guess I mean is there a website for the movie do we have social media pages for it like what are the handles and stuff like that they can go to uh, the unintended sequel movie on Instagram and Facebook alright I'll post that link down in the description and for everyone listening we will catch you next episode cheers this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame telling an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927 for more information on the Hall of Fame go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. thank you for listening We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. 
Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.